Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. It's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Renee Bauer, divorce attorney and the founder of Happy Even After, which is a podcast and a law firm. Renee, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. And we connected through Brand Builders Group, which is a terrific group. How is that going for you, by the way? Oh, it's wonderful. So I'm about a year into my journey with them. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have known what to do if I didn't have that guidance, because I sort of just jumped into this whole brand building world, not knowing anything about it. So they have definitely been a roadmap in this past year. Awesome. And yeah, quick shout out to Rory Vaden and AJ Vaden, because as a brand builders group alumni, I can tell you this podcast probably wouldn't exist without them. So we're going to dig into all that stuff here in a little bit. But first off, tell us a little bit, Renee, how did you get into family law? So I started working at a law firm that did everything. They were really big criminal defense attorneys. That was their love. It was a father-son team. And then there was myself. And so, but they took everything other than not just criminal cases, but they didn't like doing the family cases. So all of the family cases that came in ended up on my desk. And I found that in those cases, there was so much opportunity to work with clients, help them see out the other side, because it was so much more than just the law. And it was almost more important for them to work on their mindset and to reframe what a divorce was than it actually was to even apply the law, because so much of the success of of life after divorce has everything to do with their mindset. So I just found that this was a space that I really loved. And from there, I was with them for about five years. And then I opened up my own law firm and never looked back. It's just always been something that's been a really natural fit for me. That's really interesting. And I hear similar stories from other family law attorneys. And what was it that made you decide that, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and open my own law firm? Well, my son was about one at the time and he was the first one dropped off at daycare and he was the last one picked up and I had a little bit of a commute and I was so grateful for working for this firm, but I also had a vision of how things could be done differently. And I always looked at everything from a business perspective. And since I was a little kid, I was an entrepreneur. Like I was starting businesses from the, my, the end of my driveway since I was eight <laughs> years old. So it was, I always looked at it. Okay. I know I'm a lawyer, but what if, what if we marketed in a different way? What if I approached practicing family law in a different way? And so it just, it got to a point where I said, you know what? I want to be my own boss. I want to do things my own way. I want to have that control. I want to have the flexibility to be there for my son. And I took that leap and it was scary as heck, but you know, I've never looked back and I wouldn't have had it any other way. What were some of the things that were going through your mind when you were thinking about taking that leap? And you mentioned it was really scary, but also probably exciting too. Well, it's exciting. And yet you sit there on the first day on at your desk and I was working off of a folding table because the desk that I ordered didn't fit through the door. So oh, no. when they came to deliver it, I had to send it back. So I was <laughs> sitting there at a folding table on my first day saying, okay, now what? 
Where do the clients come from? Like, what do I do? How do I make the phone ring? So, you know, it, it's that moment of, of and it's probably, it was probably the first two years of not knowing, like, when was the next paycheck coming in? When was the next client coming in? And it was just having that, that vision to keep your head down, keep pushing forward and just say, you know, I know if I keep doing this, they will come. I know if I keep showing up and writing articles and speaking and volunteering for things as well and networking that it will happen. And it did. So the scary part is the unknown, but the exciting part is just watching it all unfold and being able to watch it grow and evolve. And we just had a major firm name change, which was part of the evolution of the law firm as well. So even now the practice has been about 15 years in existence and we're constantly changing and evolving and saying, okay, how can we continue to serve our clients in a different way, in a better way? How can we continue to show up for them rather than just look at this like we're a law firm? No, we're so much more than that. We have, we're offering such different services because that's what clients who are going through one of the most, most emotional times in their lives and needs. They need more than just a lawyer. They really need someone to step in their life at that point and guide them and coach them and cheer them on. And so that's sort of the vision that has evolved over the years. So tell me more about that, because you said when you started your firm, one of the reasons that you left to start your own firm is you wanted to do things differently. Mm -hmm. And once your practice started to scale up, all that effort you were putting in started to provide clients. Now you were in a position to start to do things your way and implement some of those ideas that you had. You're mentioning some interesting things here about how you're more than just a law firm. So tell us more about the services you provide and the full scope of how you help your clients. Yeah. So we are lawyers. We're litigators. We're mediators. We do all of the things that a traditional family law firm does, but we also offer parent coordination, which is for two parents who really are high conflict. They cannot communicate in a way that is civil and respectful, and they need professionals to help them post-divorce and sort of facilitate that. They're kind of the neutral person who is in the middle and passes messages back and forth. And some parents need this, you know, hopefully most parents don't. And we, the, the goal is to never have parents have to rely on someone like this, but sometimes you have cases where there's just such high conflict that they need something like this. So our attorneys are trained to be parent coordinators. So that is something that we offer as well as group coaching. So I have a small group coaching program that I run a couple times a year called the divorce soul school. And that is specifically for women, because I find that women are the ones who really get stuck at low self-esteem and feeling unloved and unworthy and apprehensive about what their future looks like and afraid to put themselves out there again. So the group coaching program works with these, these women for three months at a time. And we really dive into them stepping into their power and stepping into a new life with excitement rather than a place of fear. And this work is really the work that's so important because it does doesn't matter what's on the divorce agreement. It doesn't matter how much alimony they get because there's only a certain range that will happen in any divorce. But what matters is their mindset. And what matters is how they approach this opportunity. Do they dwell in it? Do they get stuck in it? Or do they embrace it? And do they get excited for it? And so that work is the, is the work that lights me up. And that's this new initiative that we are merging with the law firm. So for a while, I was doing this work on my own. And we had the law firm. And I said, well, you know, it makes sense. Why 
why are we not bringing these two together and offering this service to our current clients? So we just relaunched our name to Happy Even After Family Law, and we have an interactive app that we now have for all of our clients. So their cases, their lawyers are right at their fingertips, and they never have to go a week with having a lawyer not call them back or an email message that doesn't get returned. So they feel like they're in control and they have access to everything that they need to feel supported and to feel empowered and not to feel like they're just going along this process without the control and the support that they need. So we are really excited to bring these services to the law firm to really support our clients in a holistic way, not just from a legal standpoint. Yeah. So attorney entrepreneurs take note of what Renee is saying here. I'm seeing this more and more with attorneys who are entrepreneurial minded, like all of you that are listening. What Renee is able to do with her firm is she has taken the practice of family law and added other services like group coaching that provide you know additional value to her clients. And these are services that are desperately in need. And Renee, you just light up when you talk about the group coaching that you're providing and some of the other services. So congrats on you know having the vision and the courage to venture outside the pure practice of law and think about some of these other entrepreneurial things that are needed by your clients. It's Thank awesome. you. Thank you. And we also have an online video course too, that is all, is a roadmap for a divorce. And it's, it's funny when you say that, because I have, when I first started doing this, there was definitely some, some feedback from other lawyers in my area. And they were saying, well, what are you trying to do? Like, I don't get it. And so it's just because it hasn't been done before, just because the law firms around you aren't doing it, or they're just offering legal services just in the traditional sense that the law practice has been, doesn't mean that you can't do something new. It doesn't mean you can't integrate different services into your law practice. And it keeps things exciting and fresh. And as an entrepreneur, it's, you know, nothing, nothing dulls me more than to stay stuck and stay stagnant and just have the status (laughs) quo. Like, you know, I get bored if, if we're just sitting there and nothing's changing. So I love to just continuously question, like, what more can we do? What other services can we provide? So what do you think really drives that for you, Renee? If you had to dig maybe a level deeper, what's driving that relentless pursuit of making changes and improvements? Hmm. Oh, that's such a great, great question. So I'm twice divorced and I have never or never did share my divorce stories publicly until I actually started to share it about probably about a couple of years ago. I was on a podcast. A friend of mine had said, let me interview you. I'll bring some sushi over. I'm just going to stick the mic on you and ask some questions. And I had I'm like podcast. I'm like, I don't I, I don't even know what a podcast is. So I'm like, <laughs> sure, let's do this. So we had a couple of martinis. We ate some sushi. She puts the mic on. She starts asking me questions about my divorce. And for the first time ever, I started answering them. And after that episode dropped, there were so many women who reached out to me to say that was my story. I sat in the shame. I sat in the guilt. I was alone. And then I realized there's so much work to be done here. And I realized that I myself was living with so much shame and guilt for my own divorces and judgment of myself. And I knew that if I was, and I'm a divorced lawyer, that there were thousands, if not more lawyers, women out there and people out there, men too, who were feeling the same way. And so that's how I, when I made it, my mission is to help people through the process and help them not feel so alone, which is why I started my own podcast is to share our stories and help 
men and women realize that they're going to get through this and that there could almost be a positive from their divorce. So the drive to keep doing and keep bringing new content and new things and new services really stems from my own personal journey of shame and guilt. And it often does stem from someone's personal, you know, deeply personal experiences, you know, whatever those might be. And thank you, Renee, for sharing that with us and for being so vulnerable. What role did the firm play while you were, you know, going through these challenging personal times in your life? You know, I've always been kind of a workaholic. So I bifurcated my life. I had my personal life, which was kept in one container. And then I had my work life and that was in a separate container. So I put my head down. I went to work. I did all of the things. I showed up for my client and then and it was very separate. I never talked about my personal story. So I continued to show up, but it was in such a non-aligned way because I wasn't allowing my personal story to inspire and motivate me. And I thought at that point that I had to keep it separate and that it was unprofessional to do otherwise. I couldn't tell a client of my own story. I couldn't share it on social media because that would be unprofessional because as a lawyer, you're supposed to be buttoned up. You're supposed to be in a suit. You're supposed to, you know, you know, have that, that image of what we think (laughs) or so they say (laughs) we're shaking that up. But so I think that for a while I was, I was a little lost. And I think that it probably, you know what, I know it impacted the, my business because ever since I started being more open and vulnerable about my own story and talking about divorce in a much more personal way, the firm exploded in growth. We can't keep up with the calls that come in. We have a new lawyer coming on soon because we were, are so busy. And I hear from people all of the time calling, saying they're listening to the podcast or they read an article or they're following me on social media and saw a friend shared it with them. So it was once I started to really be vulnerable and honest about my own journey, then people started to connect with me in a different way. And so I wasn't, it wasn't just a business. It was, there was a story behind that. And I think that that vulnerability and that authenticity is really what is propelling my firm to another level. That's great. And it's no surprise, right? That's one thing that we learn is having an authentic message, a message that is genuinely passionate. And then really, really broadcasting that message to connect to that audience is going to provide great results for everybody, for the clients as well as for the firm. So speaking of hiring an attorney and having more cases than you can handle, that's a little bit of an area of expertise of mine. So what are some of the business (laughs) challenges that you're currently working on? So we, you know, one of the the things that I have done over the past year is take a little bit of a backseat to practicing and taking on the caseload. So I always had, for years, I had this mindset that, I had to have the caseload. I had to be the one carrying most of the cases and the other lawyers could have, could have their own caseload as well. But I had to be the one that was doing it all. And so the problem is when you do that, you spread yourself so thin, there's only so much you can do. You can be the lawyer, but then the business hat takes a a backseat and the, uh, the, the managing role takes a backseat. So 
I realized that if I really wanted to grow this firm and I wanted to create something different, I had to step back from the one-on-one because I couldn't give my clients the attention that they deserved if I was half in and half out. So I'm at the point right now that I am the managing attorney and I oversee all of our cases, but I also am able to build the business and do the podcast and create content and writing a book right now and doing all of those other things. So the challenge has been as a business of having people call and say, well, they want me because my name was on the business for a while. And that was part of the reason for the name change. And it's saying, no, we have a great team of lawyers that you're going to get the same attention and the same service, no matter who, which lawyer you work with, because we all work as a team. But it took a little bit for us to kind of get in the groove of that because prior, if someone called and said they wanted me, then the appointment would be scheduled with me. And I had to really set some clear boundaries and I had to get really comfortable saying, no, I'm not doing it anymore. And I thought I had some, you know, definitely had some doubt and I was a little nervous doing that because I'm like, oh, are we going to lose clients or people not going to come? And the funny thing happened, it was the complete opposite. It was once we got those few no's out, she's not, when my staff was trained to say she's not accepting clients anymore, but let's set you up with attorney so-and-so. And she is wonderful. And she's, and we work as a team, then the clients continue to flow. And then I realized that this business wasn't about me and why I wanted my name off of the title of it. And because I wanted to create something else. And it wasn't about one person, one attorney. It was about the experience that we're creating. So there's definitely some, there, there, as any entrepreneur, there's that challenge of trying to do it all and falling short and something has to give. And it's really trying to figure out what it is, is that is most important, important at this time and in this moment to further my goals and what has to take a back seat because you know we, we want to do it all as entrepreneurs and we can do it all, but we just can't do it all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As one of my coaches is fond of saying, anything is possible, everything is not. (laughs) Yeah, so true. So take us back to that moment in time where you made the decision, really, and this is probably not your first time making the decision if you're like me, but where you actually (laughs) made the decision and said, you know what, I am not taking any more clients. This is, I'm done. And you never went back from that point. Take us back to that moment and describe it, if you will. Do you know what it was? This links back to brand builders. So I was working with my strategist and we were going through some of the the questions from one of the initial phases that that they process that they have. And she had me come up with a list of what are my no's? What am I saying no to? And I kind of laughed as I said it to her and I said, I'm not taking any more clients. And then it was like a joke. I'm like, yeah, okay. And she wrote it down and she said, you need to follow that. That needs to be a no. And I, you know, for a couple of weeks, I'm like, I don't know. Can I do that? I'm like, well, let me just try it out. Let me see what happens if I do that. And then I realized when I started saying no, I was creating so much space and opportunities for the things I wanted to say yes to. And then I was started to get asked to speak. And then I got asked for to go on other interviews. And I was saying yes to all of those things so that no became that much easier. So attorney entrepreneurs, I hope you're paying attention to Renee's story because one of the biggest challenges that attorneys have when they're trying to grow like Renee has done is letting go, bringing on a great team and then trusting them to do the client work so that you have the flexibility and the freedom 
to focus on what it is you want to do, whether it's building out other businesses like Renee has done, or you working on some very, very specific cases, or taking more time off and running the firm like a great business. Renee, I love that conviction and that decision. And that was a really good exercise. I remember it well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so if you had to pick, what is your number one business challenge right now? So time, I think time is always the business challenge. I have an ongoing document that I have that has all of the things that I want to do in any given day and then in the year. And it's trying to fit it all in. My, my problem is my husband likes to joke that my brain doesn't ever shut down. It's like a <laughs> whole, and I, and I think this is a common theme with entrepreneurs. It's like you wake up thinking about something, you have a new idea, like you're going for a walk, you have a new idea. So <laughs> it, it's that. It's the time. And I think for me personally, right now, my challenge is letting things come with ease a little bit more. I'm a, I'm a hustler and I have that energy where I always want to do, do, do. And I've noticed that when I sit back a little bit and allow things kind of to flow with a little bit more of ease and, and let go of that control, then things fall into place. And that's counterintuitive to how I how I work and how I function. So I think that, you know, the number one challenge has less to do with the business and more to do with me personally, and really trying to be intentional about creating space and having ease and creating blocks of time where I have absolutely nothing scheduled, but whatever feels right in the moment, whether it's some self-care, whether it's writing and being creative, or whether it's developing the business, but really creating large blocks of time. And I even mapped out my whole summer so that my Fridays were were really personal self-development days. We'll see if I can keep to it now though. Yeah, that's definitely the challenge, but you know, at least you've started. A lot of people don't even get to that point and they're just simply content to deal with what life and work throws at them. And you mentioned a point that I want to circle back to is, as you said, it's interesting now you're not dealing with, it's not so much with business challenges, but with more on the personal side. And here's a little secret. And small businesses like these, small law firms, all of the business challenges ultimately are personal challenges Mm. for the partner. Like there's no real separation. If a partner is having a problem hiring, right? There is a personal block or a challenge that they're dealing with that is causing that to occur. That's why I love working with small businesses because the owners directly impact the business. In fact, we joke a lot and you might've seen this too, Renee and, and other law firms, but Law firms tend to take after their partners. It's kind of like the owner pet kind of thing. (laughs) And a lot of those challenges are reflected back in the firm. So kudos to you for breaking out and taking the time to create that white space and create that time for some really deep thinking and and just letting things kind of flow to you. There's a time and a place for hustling, right? Mm -hmm. That was probably instrumental as you started your firm. But now you're at the point where all that hustle isn't necessarily as productive as taking some time to really think and to let ideas come to you, right? Yeah. And I've even passed this on to my whole team where we, we carve out once a month, we meet and we create, I have all of them create their own personal goals, their work goals, and we do a little bit of self-development and have bringing them into that world and that space and that challenging them to 
to think in a different way and what kind of personal goals can they set and what kind of space then they can they create for themselves and their lives in general has just changed the entire environment. Everyone is more relaxed. Everyone is holding each other accountable, checking in with each other, asking each other how they're doing with their goals and kind of nudging each other along. So we've created this really supportive environment as well. So I think what you said is spot on. And when you're doing that, Renee, there's a lot of benefits that come from that. And so attorney entrepreneurs, again, another tip for all of you. One of the things when I'm dealing with clients, they oftentimes have a lot going on in their minds. Like their minds are racing, moving a mile a minute, and they're just coming up with ideas and initiatives and actions without necessarily having the structure and the space to think through those things. And there's a lot of different terms for it. One of the terms is monkey mind. The other term is being... Mm a natural entrepreneur, and there's a lot of other things in between. But one of the items that we try and do when we're working with our clients is thinking about, all right, let's create the time to just be open, Mm -hmm. right? Just be open and not so much, not even think about what's going to come next, but just be open, quiet the mind and just let the ideas ruminate in the subconscious. And you'll be in the shower, you'll wake up in the morning, usually something like that will happen or you're having a conversation or someone comes into your life and it will spark a transformative idea. But that only happens if you are able to block out all the firefighting and all the franticness from the day, if you're able to shut off your email, unplug for a while and just be. So I'm I'm smiling over here because when I always say that there isn't any question I don't know the answer to. And if I hustle my way to an answer, it's always the wrong one. But if I sit quietly and meditate for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and just sit, the answer always comes to me. It is 100% every time the correct answer. And so I love that. And it's definitely something I have to remind myself because my gut, my, my natural reaction is to hustle my way to the answer and try to find (laughs) it and research it and do all the things. But the ease, which goes back to your other question, the ease that comes from just meditating always provides it. And, And sometimes it comes in the shower. Sometimes it's always near water too, that I find the, the answers in my creative juices flow, but sometimes it's going for a walk, but you are spot on. Absolutely. I practice that in my, on the daily. So Renee, you've done some awesome stuff in your firm and I know there are better things and brighter things ahead as well. So what excites you about the future of happy even after? Oh, there's so much. <laughs> there's so many things. Um, I am really excited to finish this book that I'm writing and bring that into the world. I'm really excited now that everything is opening up again to be speaking live. That's something that has always equally terrified me and excited me. So I did a lot of speaking when COVID was down and nerve wracking as it is behind the camera got a lot easier. So I'm excited to bring that to the stage and I'm excited to create a new course and continue to grow our firm and bring on some new lawyers. So there's all kinds of wonderful, great things happening both personally and business-wise. Renee, congratulations on all your success. And how should people contact you if they want to reach you? Yeah. So Instagram is kind of my favorite place to hang out. And my handle is at Ms. Renee Bauer. And from there, you can link up to everything else I have going on my website and direct message me. I'm, I'm in there and I'm responding all the time. 
Awesome. And attorney entrepreneurs, if you're listening, check out her podcast, Happy Even After, providing some really inspiring messages on all sorts of topics. Renee, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really enjoyed our conversation. I wish you the very best of success and looking forward to reading your book when it comes out. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.